Welcome back to Guys <laughs> on Grass, episode... Number seven. Eight? No, seven. Seven. Yep, seven weeks in. What uh, a road it's been. Yes, it's... Yep. <laughs> nice. Finally to the end of the Premier League road. I'd say it was a good restart. Pretty good season. Yeah, I like how it finished up. It wasn't too weird without fans. Yes, and we ended with a Jesse Lingard goal. Not something you see very often. Incredible. Incredible scenes. Pretty bad play from Schmeichel to give Jesse the goal, but apparently, according to Mac, someone bet on this, uh, someone bet in the beginning of the season that Jesse Lingard wouldn't score a goal or all assist season. all season, and he did it in the 98th minute on the last day. Which kind of sucks, because the return on that bet was probably enormous. It's rigged, I'm pretty sure. It's rigged, I think yeah. Schmeichel... It was part it's, of the bet. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was going to get 50 bucks per bit, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Moving on, we have the weekly roundup. Um, yesterday, decided the whole Premier League, um, who got Champions League, Europa League, and relegated. Um, Aston Villa stayed up. Let's go. Love to see it. Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth are the ones moving down to the championship. Didn't really care about those teams. Well, I cared about Norwich, but it was obvious that they were going down. Yeah. And the other two was meh. Um, Manchester United and Chelsea have gotten Champions League, and Leicester and Tottenham have gotten Europa League. So, not, I mean, I wanted Leicester to get Champions League, but it's not something I wouldn't have expected. No, and, I mean, they just completely collapsed. Yeah, after the restart, they were not very good. And But they're in the top two for, like, the whole season. Mm-hmm. Until, I don't know, after maybe February, March. Yeah, but, I mean... Chelsea signing Werner, Ziyech, and then also looking very likely that they're signing Havertz. Yes. Um, every day it's getting more li- likely to, for that to happen. They'll be a good enough team for the Champions League, definitely. And Manchester United are already, and if they get Jadon Sancho, I think that they'll be very set. Yes. So, nothing to worry about for those two teams, in my opinion. Next year, I think United could definitely be title contenders. Yeah, I think they need their... <clears throat> Defense. Guess who scored a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah. Well, um, moving over to uh, Italy in the Serie A. Juventus won the Serie A for the ninth time yesterday. So in a row? To them. Yeah, in a row. Jeez. <clears throat> so congrats to them on doing that. And it doesn't really ever change, you know. No. It's always the same. But, I mean, they were close to losing it. Uh, they, they lost their last two games, I believe, when they could have won it two weeks ago. Really? So finally they got it, which is good for them. Now on to the Sani of the week. The best player in the under-23 category in the world this past week. Although we can't really evaluate the no. whole world. Uh, so we were we were going off the Premier League. Yep. And, uh, and our decision is Kieran Tierney. Yes, he it, has been incredible the past couple weeks for Arsenal as they're doing better. A great defender, and he happened to score his first goal for Arsenal this weekend against Watford. Uh, yeah, I just think he's been doing really well after coming back from his injury and finally starting in the squad. Yeah, not unlike Hassani Dotson. No, yeah. although he has not scored. 
Well, but he has from Minnesota United before. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kieran Tierney, good player. And, uh, and hopefully when the Premier League returns in September, yeah? Uh, yes, October? September 12th. Yeah, so hopefully when it returns in September, um, we can see some more of him and uh, how much he has to offer for that Arsenal squad. And the wanker of the week goes to Johnny Evans and the Leicester squad for uh, completely collapsing, as we said earlier on. Again, when they could have won the game and clinched Champions League football, uh, just did not show up for the game again, and Johnny Evans ended up getting a red card at the end of the game, and just overall terrible second half of the season for Leicester. Yeah, I mean, they weren't they weren't anything great yesterday, and I just I expected more from them. They did so well before the restart, and then just collapsed completely. And I mean, obviously, like Jamie Vardy still got the golden boot and everything, but. And you could argue that they didn't have Sienchu and a yeah. couple other players yesterday, but still, like, come on. You were this close to clinching Champions League football. The only other time you ever did that was when you won the Premier League on a 5,000 to 1 odds. Yep. So, yeah, I expected more from them. Well then, now moving into three things we're going to do, a brand new section for the end of seasons, the MVP, the flop, and the manager of the season. We're going to start with the flop. Um... I don't know what you're going to say about this one, but mine, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Joel Linton. He was signed from the Bundesliga for around, I think it was 35 or 40 million, and he didn't score a single goal, and he's a striker. But he was injured for a lot of the season. Still, he played, I don't know how many games exactly, but he played more than half the season, and he didn't score a single goal. I don't know how you can get worse than that. You're a striker. You're a marquee signing for Newcastle. And you did absolutely nothing. I just feel like it doesn't get worse than that. Like, everyone from Newcastle is like, oh, we got Joel Linton now. He's amazing at Hoffenheim. Just sucked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your opinion on it is. I, I just think, well, in that case, you could say Chay Adams was a flop, which, yes, he was. But, I mean, I think it was a lot about confidence. And you could see towards the end he... Ended up getting five goals or four goals. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a flop. I mean, no. I mean, he, Joel Linton's a striker and he got none. Yeah, like that's I don't think that's acceptable. Um, so I would, besides I'd say the only one that keeps coming to mind is Maguire or De Gea or Keppa to be honest because Keppa, I think Chelsea would be definitely top three safely if. He didn't have a lot of those mistakes, and that's the same with De Gea. I think he had far too many mistakes for the level of goalkeeper he is. And Maguire, from the games I've seen him in, have been he's just been way too slow for the Premier League. And uh, everyone says like the price tag, eighty million, isn't his fault. But I mean, when you're bringing a player in for that much, you would expect better. Yeah, I agree. I pulled up Joel Linton's um, stats. <clears throat> Here it says he's played 38 games in total this season. He's played six FA Cup games, which means he's played a total of 32 Premier League games. He scored two goals in the FA Cup. He scored zero goals in 32 Premier League games and had two assists. Yeah, And he played bad. 84% of the minutes. 
this season. Yeah. So he got subbed out some, but still. I feel I feel like that's I mean it's it's hard to say. I don't know. I just think if you're signing someone for forty million, even though in this day and age it's not like huge money, yeah. you're expecting more. You know. Um, and then we can do MVP. Yeah. My MVP I'm gonna have to go with you see, in my opinion it's between Jordan Henderson and Kevin De Bruyne. I don't understand why you say Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson does not bring anything special to the team. He is the reason that that team is really good. Without Jordan Henderson in the squad, he is not good enough. Like, or the squad is not good enough. They don't they don't gel and connect. And and he's no, but he's the reason. So so here's the only reason that I don't say Jordan Henderson because if you take Mane, in my opinion, also deserves to be in the running for Player of the Season. Van Dyke doesn't, but Mane does. But if you take Jordan Henderson, Van Dyke, and Mane, and you say you have to take one of them out of your squad for for this game, I would take Jordan Henderson out. And that's the only reason. I feel like he was crucial to that you team. Wouldn't. I would. I feel like he was crucial to Liverpool's like cha- like reason that they won the league. He was an amazing captain, and I do think that he it's well-deserved that he got the player of the year. But I, I still think that... For the... One of the players. Yeah, the yeah, one of them. Yeah. But I still think, unfortunately, that he is not more crucial to that lineup than Van Dyke and Mane, and I think De Bruyne was better than those two. So I'm going to go with De Bruyne. Yeah. My my uh, heart says Danny Ings, as yes. he pretty much carried Southampton the whole season, and we would be relegated pretty much if we didn't have his goals. Uh, but I think, yes, Kevin De Bruyne with... I read twenty assists. Some, yeah, something like thirty-three goals plus assists in like thirty-four games or something. He was unbelievable. Just incredible for a midfielder, and I mean, even I mean, as a Saints fan, he, I would say he, I'd take him over Danny. Ings. He might be the second best player in the world right now. I think he did have one of those seasons where, if there was a Ballon d'Or, he would be top I mean, three. I mean, if there was a Ballon d'Or, it would be Lewandowski, Messi, and Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. I, I'm pretty confident of that. And I'm pretty confident if there was a Ballon d'Or, Lewandowski would win it. And I feel bad because there's not this year. I feel bad because Lewandowski yeah. deserves it so much. He does. He played phenomenally this and season. And I don't understand exactly why they would cancel it. I, I kind of understand, but I mean, they're playing get the games yeah like there's mm-hmm. no it's not like they're playing less games or anything it's just a different circumstance so i think it's because they don't have champions league yet to, to base it off of and champions league means so much to that's true what happens and to no the euros which exactly I think. and that's huge on it too because it's a fifa trophy it's it's all, a lot of it is dictated with how you do with your national team with no euros this summer they don't get to base it off of that so i mean i kind of i kind of understand it they did play less games but i mean it's, it's, it is what it is. I just think Lewandowski deserves something to recognize how unbelievable he played this year. I mean, he was the best player in the world this year. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say going back to Danny Ings, if we were to give a kind of breakout player or underrated yeah. player of the year, I would go for Danny Ings. What I, would you do? Um, if we were to go for an underrated player kind of, of the breakout, year. like. He well, really, he's not. Really he's season. 27. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna get any better than that. No. Um, I would have to go. It. 
Right now, my gut says Danny Ings also. I mean, he got second in the Golden Boot Race. Jamie Vardy didn't have a breakout season because we've seen him do that before. And and the Premier League is supposedly the best league in the world. So, I mean, you kind of have to go with him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Danny Ings. Great season he had. All right, moving on to manager of the year. Um, you see, I think it's Klopp because of what he's done. But I don't want to go with Klopp because I feel like it's kind of a given. Yeah. I want to choose someone other than him. So I'm going to choose Frank Lampard because I think what he's done with this Chelsea side has been really, really good and really positive. Second year of coaching. Yeah, second year of coaching ever in his life. And what he what he's done with this Chelsea side is unbelievable. I mean, they went from really poor with Sarri. They were not good. No. And, and he came in and he just transformed them. He gave players confidence. He's signing good players. I mean, they're looking like a team that could fight for fight for maybe the title next year and definitely fight for Champions League. And all, like, most of their squad is under, like, 25. Exactly. So they, they are looking very promising. Um, For me, I'd agree. You kind of, the thing to do is give it to the manager who wins the league. Yeah, I mean, Klopp deserves it. Um, But... But I would say Chris Wilder for Sheffield United. I, I think that's a good shout as well. Even though they did... They fell off. They did fall off after the restart, and they could have maybe pushed for Champions League or Europa League. I think they finished eighth. Um, just coming up from the championship, kind of similar to Wolves, and just blowing expectations and like being... Top 10 pretty much, I think, the whole season, yeah. if not they top were, 7 yeah, like most of the season. Top 7 most of the season, definitely. Um, I think that's incredible, and even, I think, better than what, like, harder than what Klopp did with Liverpool, I think. Yeah, Klopp um, didn't have the deepest team when he started with no. Liverpool, but now they're proven to be one of the best players in the world in each position. Yeah. So... Now, now it's expected from Klopp. I in think, the beginning, it wasn't. Yeah. I think, it to me, it's more impressive to go... From the championship, and then go straight to a top eight finish. Yeah, and, and well, you've seen you've seen Wolves when they went up to the Premier League. They signed Rui Patricio. They signed Ronaldinho. You know, Sheffield didn't do that. No, Sheffield still has Dean Henderson in net, and yep. he's good. But I mean, he's he's not like I mean, he, he wasn't a marquee signing, and no one else on their team really was. So the the only question I have is is with Wolves this season. Still, they—they, they, I mean, they got a Europa League spot this year, you know. Yeah. Do you think that Sheffield's going to come back next season and perform the same, like in the same light that they did this That's year? That's the question because Wolves kept up their form. Well, and they—they they had good signings. Yeah. I don't know if it was just just some team chemistry that was really good between the Sheffield side, or they actually had very talented players. Yeah, I think Sheffield was down to tactics. I think they have a really unique um, kind of. System, system that yeah. they do with their defenders and um usually with tactics that are really good like that they get figured out uh one or two seasons yeah later. like Mourinho's three back with Chelsea I mean it, it worked one year and then it didn't work anymore yeah which is the hard thing because those tactics work extremely well for one season one or two and then they get figured out and you're really easy to play against if you don't have the better players. Yeah, and I mean that's in my opinion that's what makes a really good manager. So if if Chris Wilder can like adapt, then I think he could be put into the light of a really good manager because what he's doing with the with a lesser side, if he can do it for a couple years in a row. But you get people like Klopp, 
Pep. I, I wouldn't put Mourinho in that light right now, but he was. But you, I mean, you just look at Klopp and Pep. They they've figured out a way to change their tactics and still be good every season. You know? Yeah. They 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 run by the same principles, but they're always a little different, and you can't break them down. Yeah. And I don't think that just comes down to them having some of the best players in the world. So yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> finally, after we've checked. Um, the predictions from last week. We have seen the winner of the restarts. Yeah. <laughs> it is Mac. Mac won 18 to 16 on predictions. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. And I hope to, uh, I hope to, uh, also beat you in the MLS is back tournament that we will be predicting now. Wow. Great, great segue. Well, you know, yeah. I try. Yeah, you do try. Um, so yeah, as Mac just said, we are going to uh, be predicting the entire MLS is back tournament. Um, so yeah, Mac will be starting predicting the entire thing, the whole knockout uh, stage. So Mac, you can go ahead, um, and then I'll go ahead making my bracket. All right. So first off, um, going from left to right, we have um, Philadelphia and Sporting KC already won their round of 16 games and they will be playing each other in the quarterfinals and i think uh i'm gonna have to go with oh tough one um i'm gonna go with philly on this one uh when we played sporting kc min united i did not see a lot from them so i think they're going into the semis uh right below that new york city beat toronto portland and cincinnati play each other um that's also a tough one because I haven't watched them. Timbers are going to win that Yeah, one. I think Definitely. it has to be Portland versus New York City in the quarterfinals, which I'm going to say um, New York City. So it'll be Philadelphia and New York City in the semis, uh, which I think New York will just carry on to the finals. From the left side of the bracket. So on the left side, we have New York in the final for you? Yes. And then the right side, Orlando already beat Montreal. And they're on to the quarterfinals. Seattle and LAFC, that's a good matchup for a round of a 16 game. Uh, two good teams. I'm going to go Seattle, actually. Um, so Seattle, Orlando in the quarterfinals on that side. Uh, below that, San Jose, Real Salt Lake. Um, I'm going to say Real Salt Lake here. And then Columbus, Minnesota. Yeah. I got I got to say I'm not. Yeah. Columbus have been very good, and yeah, I hate uh, to Columbus do this. have scored seven goals and conceded zero. I hate to say this, but I think Columbus will beat Min United. I agree. So Columbus, Real Salt Lake. In the quarterfinals, I think Columbus will beat them, and I think Seattle will beat Orlando. So semifinals on that side will be Columbus versus Seattle, and I think Seattle are a really, uh, I think they're a really solid team, and they've shown themselves in the playoffs and postseason for many years. So I think that Seattle will beat. Um, columbus to get to the finals so i think it'll be a new york city um seattle final and 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm not gonna help you out. Yeah, with this I know. One. I know. I think Seattle. You know that it's a pretty uh, trademark. Like, like I don't know, not trade. Like, it's a generic. It's a generic bracket. Hey, give me the bracket. <laughs> give me the bracket. All right, now for me. Um, as Max said, Philadelphia beat New England. So, and Sporting KC beat Vancouver. So it's Philadelphia versus Sporting KC in the quarterfinals on the left side of the bracket. I'm gonna go with a Sporting KC win here. Um, oh, already dude. different from me. Yeah. Uh, Toronto beat New York City FC 3-1. So, uh, New York City FC is in the quarterfinals, and that's between Portland and Cincinnati. I'm going with Portland on this one. And then I'm going to go with a Portland win over New York City mm. FC. Um, so, we have Sporting KC versus Portland in the semifinals. I'm going to send Portland to the final. Wow. On the right side of the bracket, we have Orlando-Montreal. Orlando already won 1-0. And then we have Seattle-LAFC. And then, so I'm going to go with a Seattle win there. And then Orlando, I think, is going to beat Seattle. Um, and then, so I have Orlando in the semifinal. And then down below, San Jose, Real Salt Lake. I have, I'm going to say Real Salt Lake go through. And then Columbus, Minnesota, I'm going to say Columbus go through. And then Columbus is also going to win their quarterfinal game versus Real Salt Lake. So then in the semifinals, it'll be Orlando versus Columbus. And I believe Orlando is going to go to the final due to it being at home for them completely the whole time. Even though there's no home fans, this is their weather, they're used to it. They're not like anywhere yeah. different. Um, and then so in my final, I have Portland and Orlando, and I'm going to go with a Portland win. Okay. Yeah. So Portland and Seattle, well... We'll see. We'll I mean, see. I think I think they're not bad shouts, either of them. No, and I like how we're different with our choices. That'll make it interesting. Yeah. I mean... MLS is one of the only leagues in the world where I don't think you can ever completely predict a game. No, they're all so even, and there's usually maybe one team that stands out every year. But even then, I it's mean, it's so different always. Yeah. You know, no, no team wins it every year in a row. No, there's never a top six. Seattle have been one of those consistent teams. That's why I chose them in the past couple of years, going deep into the playoffs and winning it. I think. Like two out of the last, yeah, six. like four years or something. I don't. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but uh, that's all I'd say, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I think that that's not a bad shot at all. Um, moving on. What do you think about United Squad right now going into the playoffs? I mean, we look really. Well, okay. So last game I watched. Um... It was a 2-2 draw against Colorado, and towards the, like, kind of 65th minute on, our guys were just tired, and they were just beat, mm -hmm. and Adrian Heath decided not to bring any subs on until, like, the 85th minute or something, and um, Raheem Edwards, uh, I don't know if you know about him, he's, we signed him this year, he's been really good off the bench every single game, and... They still decided not to start him and not even to bring him on earlier in the game. I think Robin Ludd Robin needs Ludd to get so off bad. the pitch. And he's awful. I think Edwards needs a run in the side because from what I've seen from him, he's just all energy. He's really energetic, really fast. His touch isn't that bad either. And so I think we don't... So we've drawn twice. Mm-hmm. Pretty much three times. That KC game was just kind of awkward. Right. 
So I'd say, um, will be hard. I think, I think it's hard to beat us only because we, our defense isn't too bad and our attack well, isn't too good. We don't even have Ike though. No. And I think if we had Ike, I think if we, we had would... Ike, we could go all the way. Yes. I think Ike is a game changer for us. Do you know why he's staying at home? I knew he had some he kind an of injury. In, he has an injury, but and he's then just—he's he's not in the bubble then, and then he can't enter the bubble. Well, he's not going to be able to play at all. What do you mean? Like he's just recovering from an injury in Minnesota because he's not going to be like ready to play at all throughout the tournament. No, but they said after the tournament that they're also going to play season games, like seventeen of them. Yeah, they will, and I don't think that'll be in a bubble. I don't think you don't think so. I don't think they're planning on it. So, um, so you think that they're going to do? Like, everyone plays at their home stadium? Yeah, I think so. Well, it'll be good to have the boys back then. Yeah, but I think our attack is very off and on. Our defense can get caught out a lot. Tyler Miller isn't very good. Tyler Miller is not a good keeper for us right now. So it's tough to say. I think we are hard to beat in that sense that we're kind of unpredictable. And But I think our attack does need a new spark. We're kind of looking Amaria's stale. Good, but, yeah. I mean... I don't know. He didn't get any chances from our midfield yeah. uh, last game, but he does. His our midfield touch is not really good, good enough. Our no. midfield is not good enough. Jan Gregus isn't even that good, and he's a DP. Yeah. So, I don't so know. Um, that's why, and I think Columbus are that breakout team, and Columbus are like the Danny Yangs. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think we'll beat them, but I think we could be able to take them to penalties. Maybe that would be fun to watch. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Class on Grass. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode, um, and hopefully some of our predictions for the whole knockout tournament of MLS is back were right, and I hope you guys all have a good week.